it's kind of hard to make it romantic after you've already decided to get married, right? Yeah. So how did how'd that go? Oh God, I don't know if I can tell you this story. It was summertime and we'd climbed all the way down to this really remote beach and we were skinny dipping. So we had no clothes on. Nice. And I said, because I thought he's never going to get round to it. He's never going to get round to it. So I did say, this would be such a romantic place to propose. This is something a woman waits for her whole life. All right, my love, he said. So he got down on one knee with a Coke can ring. <laughs> Jump in with both feet. Go big. Follow your dreams. Grab life by the reins. This is how we live. We're Callie King and Andrea Wadey. Two horse trainers always looking for adventure and finding it. Join us for stories of dangerous travels, wild animals, new challenges, and in the end, always learning alongside our magnificent horses. So saddle up and follow along. You're listening to Grab Life by the Reins. I don't actually know if I'm recording. I'm recording. I'm recording. Yay. Meow, 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 meow. Callie's doing her throat warm up. I thought she was joking at first, but apparently it's a real thing. Why do you do that? Because I didn't realize until I listened back to our first recordings that I have a really nasally American accent and you have a beautiful song-like English accent and it inspires me. So I started doing some techniques to improve my speaking. Oh my God. I'm sat on a sofa in rural Pennsylvania somewhere. I'm not even sure where we are. And we're in a little Airbnb and it's been so much fun. And the dog and I were just curled up listening to Callie do her throat warm up where she sounded like a cross between a strangled squirrel and a cat. Yeah. But now can't you hear how my voice is so much more open? I think you have a great voice. There's nothing wrong with your voice. I don't think you're a nasally American. You're American. <laughs> I mean, obviously your accent's never going to be as good as mine. I can actually have a funny story about an accent. I um, was in a surf shop in California and I went in to buy something and I talked and there was this lovely... Californian girl who was young, absolutely beautiful, waist-length blonde hair. She was like, oh my gosh, you've got such an amazing accent. Your accent's absolutely gorgeous. I was like, oh wow, thank you so much. I said, yeah, yours is nice too. And she went, wait, what? Have I got an accent? <laughs> I was like, yeah, kind of. In California, it's not just an accent. It's a, it's a but not quite to the level of American English to England English. But when I moved to California, I had to learn a lot of new words. No, no, I have to interrupt you there. We don't have England English. We have English. You have the Queen's English. We have English. You guys speak American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So... We were actually just in the middle of a story. You were telling me how you ran away from your own wedding. And I said, <laughs> I said that sounds bad. I said, wait a minute. We need to pull the recorders out. Let's yeah. go. We did, actually. I didn't run away from my wedding alone. 
I ran away with my husband. Well, that's better. Yeah. Only the party afterwards. Where I'm from in, in Cornwall. So there's the other thing. People say, oh, you're English. I'm actually not. I'm Cornish. We are our own people. The very southwest of England. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But we do like to party. We throw really good parties. So our wedding was always going to be the party of the year because Chris is the DJ and him and his mates all DJ. It was such a beautiful wedding. And I remember, I mean, we've been together for eight years before we got married and we only actually got married to get Costa Rican residency. (laughs) It's not the most romantic reasons. In fact, we'd booked the church before he'd even proposed to me. Not the church, but the registry office. So how does that work? When you when you get married because you needed the residency, yeah. was it, you talked about getting married and then later he proposed? Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to make it romantic after you've already decided to get married, right? Yeah. So how did, how'd that go? Oh God, I don't know if I can tell you this story. Well, you can tell me it and then If we decide to delete it later, no one will know. No, it's not that. I'm just throwing Chris under the bus. Okay, so Chris is not the most romantic person on the planet. He is amazing. He is my man and my person, and we've been together for 28 years, and he's awesome. But romance, not the top of the bill. Brilliant at putting shelves up and mending stuff. Romance, not so much. But We decided that, yes, we'd get married because we were moving to Costa Rica and we wanted to get residency. Well, we'd been in Costa Rica already, but we wanted to get residency. So we were like, well, yeah, we were going to get round to it one day anyway. So it so wasn't romantic. And then this one day, like we'd, we'd got the registry office booked. And you've been to Cornwall. We have beautiful cliffs and beautiful beaches. And we'd gone walking. And it was summertime. And we'd climbed all the way down to this really remote beach and you had to climb on a rope all the way down the cliff to to get there it's really cool it's called sally's bottom which is another story (laughs) that's actually what it's called i love love the names of where you're from yes sally's bottom and so we sat at sally's bottom and we were skinny dipping so we had no clothes on nice and i said because i thought he's never going to get around to it He's never going to get around to it. So I did say, this would be such a romantic place to propose. He goes, well, what's the point in proposing? We already know we're getting married. I was like, oh, man, this is something a woman waits for her whole life. All right, my love, he said. So he got down on one knee with a Coke can ring and asked me to marry him. As you were both naked. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was great, actually. And I said yes, and he goes... Well, I knew you were going to say yes because we've already booked it. I went again, nil poir for the romance. Terrible. But it was an amazing day and we did our whole wedding, including my dress, for less than £2,000, about $2,500. And we went to the registry office where we had the official wedding, but that wasn't our wedding. And we ended up on the cliffs overlooking our local beach at St Agnes And we had all of our friends around us. And my Tai Chi teacher officiated the wedding. And we did the traditional um, sort of Celtic wedding, if you like, where they do what's called hand fasting. Some people call it pagan, but that has negative connotations. It's beautiful. 
and they tie your hands together and you step over the broomstick three times, which to be fair is pretty pagan. And that's it. You're, you're tied to each other for life. And it was beautiful and we loved it. And then we had a party. The village got very, very excited and drank a lot of the honey mead. Mead is a traditional wedding drink in Cornwall. Yeah, mead is a, it's a wine from honey, right? Yeah, it's like fermented wine. And if it's, you like. a, it's a fertility thing. That's the tradition behind it, correct? Or at least the, the belief behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I wouldn't know because I didn't get to drink any because my two bridesmaids or my maids of dishonor, as I called them, <laughs> they were supposed to be serving out the mead on the cliffs. And I think how it went was three for me, one for the guests, three for me, one for the guests. Turn around bridesmaids are pretty shit-faced and nobody else is at the wedding. Um, so that's how that bit went. And then the party was so much fun, but they got really wild. So Chris and I ran away. How many people were there? Hmm. I want to say like 50, 60, maybe 80. I don't know. But there was a lot of people. And everyone was dancing a lot. It was fun. Of these 50, 60 people, was it a lot of friends? Was it family? Was it just a mixture? Three quarters friends and a quarter family. Something like that. And who was getting more wild, the friends or the family? Oh, God, definitely the friends. Oh, it was terrifying. Bringing friends and family together, always scary. They're just fun. My cousin, I always remember my cousin let off the fire extinguisher because he was dancing with it at the end. I was long gone by now. And his girlfriend didn't speak to him for a whole week. And we had, we'd hired this minibus and half the people got left behind because they weren't capable of getting to the minibus. And it was really rural. We were right out in the, in the sticks in, at this sort of country house hotel, if you like. It was so much fun. I wanted to just take a break in recording to tell you about my book. Crossing Bridges is about my journey coast to coast in Costa Rica with my friends and rescue horses. This was life-changing, life-affirming and made me rethink what horses were capable of. Crossing Bridges. It's a great read. I hope you enjoy it. And people talked about it for months afterwards but we left because we were just like this is getting wild and we loved to party back then but not on your wedding day you know I think I had one glass of champagne all day I mean I don't drink at all anymore but I had one glass of champagne and we'd booked a taxi to take us away we got in it shut the door and just sat there looked at each other and went wow that was just the best day Suddenly, the doors flew open of the taxi and one of my, well, he's like a father to me. He was called Chops. He's passed away now. He was a really famous Australian surfboard shaper. And he jumped in the taxi and went, oh, doll, yeah, well, you're going right past my house. So you can just, I'll, I'll pay for the taxi. We're like, this is supposed to be our leaving. Oh, yeah, but, you know, come on. You guys have been together for years. So he gets in the car. Mary, his wife, going, oh, I'm really sorry, doll. Gets in the car behind me. And he's in the car with us, sorry, sat behind me. She goes, don't worry. 
He goes, I'll pay. I'll pay for the taxi. No, he didn't. We got back. He got out, left. And then we went and stayed for the first night. We stayed at this tiny little caravan out on the cliffs. And I'll always remember it was so cute. And our friends had dressed it. And it had all like the beds were all covered in like sheepskins and all of that. And they'd emptied an entire bag of rice in our bed. <laughs> an entire bag. It was amazing. And it was a celebration of love. It's funny because we never wanted to get married. We never really thought about it. We were just did it to get residency. And then it wasn't till after we were like, this is the best thing we've ever done. Why didn't we do this before? And yeah, it obviously worked. We're still together 28 years. So yeah. Do you think you'll ever get married? Hmm, well, that's how this conversation came up. We were sitting here on the couch yeah. eating chocolate and uh, talking about marriage. It's not high on my priority list. No. Not against it, maybe. That's for another conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> I think she might. I love that story. It was fun. It was it was a great day. And then we left for Costa Rica not long after. Disappeared. And I can remember the the speeches. It was kind of weird because they were talking about us leaving. I remember my mum being really upset. And we were leaving. And it was. It was the beginning of an amazing adventure. And now we're back full circle and I don't regret a thing, not a thing. Thank you for listening to Grab Life by the Reins. If you want to see ridiculous photos from our adventures, be the first to know when we release new episodes and be a part of more shenanigans, join our email family at grablifebytherains.com. We'll see you in the next program. <laughs>